All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Academy Arguments. I'm Andrew Nuno. And I'm Brittany McHugh. And we are joined for this episode by our good friend, Andre. Andre, welcome to the show. Hi, Andre. Thank you so much. I'm so excited, really. Like, this is my new favorite podcast, honestly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay, we we I'm, already like you. You you started off with a compliment. Like, like once like once like, I, like I heard about it, I was like, oh my god, I've I'm well obviously I needed to li- listen to it just to like hear what I was getting into. I am obsessed. I've listened to most of all of it already. <laughs> awesome. Well, this is thank so you. weird. We don't <laughs> have fans. It's normally just my dad <laughs> listening. And he doesn't like it that much, so <laughs> Oh my god. Well, thank you, Andre. We appreciate yeah. the kind words. Thank and and you. you know, now that now that we've already known each other this well, why don't you give our, our listeners a quick little uh, bio about yourself and just introduce yourself to the to the listeners. Yeah. Um my name is Andre Coolin. Um I am an actor, comedian, I guess YouTuber. I don't know how many subscribers you need to call yourself a YouTuber, but I do stuff on YouTube sometimes. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. That sounds awesome. So yeah, we're very, very happy to have you on the show. Very happy that you like the show as well. Um, and we're really excited to dive into to this uh, movie. The film that we're covering for this episode is uh, the film that put Sylvester Stallone on the map, the 1976 film Rocky. I, I am very excited to dive into this because I actually had, I had never seen it until um, today in preparation for this episode. So I, I mean, I have so many different things that like have circled around this film for, in, in my view, but uh, now I've actually seen it. So I'm excited to dive in. But before that, uh, let's first go around and each talk about kind of what were our impressions going into this film, uh, either seeing it for the first time, like in my instance, or uh, rewatching it for this episode. And we'll start with our guest of honor, Andre. Uh, yeah, so I thought I had seen this movie. I was pretty sure that I had seen this movie, but in fact, it's just the all I've seen of this movie were the flashbacks from Rocky Four of this movie. Um, so <laughs> when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, I have never seen this before. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, in your defense, there are eight of them. So yes, like... there are a thousand Rockies <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, and I've seen Rocky Four a bunch so um so i so i initially thought that like i like had a really good grasp on like what this movie was and um like had a like good idea but i i had no idea apparently um but i obviously knew like the i caught like the big moments of it and i've seen those spots a bunch of times yeah. gotcha Brittany, over to you yeah i've never seen it before um i knew there was the thing with the stairs i knew there was a training montage i knew sylvester stallone was in it i knew that adrian was like a really popular line honestly thought it was a dude he was referring to like i thought he was like yelling because he was mad at someone so Uh. that was a that was a shock (laughs) um yeah that's about it yeah, I mean, I for for me, like I came into this movie with okay. First off, I knew that Adrian was a woman just because I had to look <laughs> to reference myself. Because so Andre, my twin brother's name is Adrian. So <laughs> growing up, like so many people would go up to him and just be like, "Oh, yo, Adrian!" Like right. just like everywhere we go. And so I was like, I have to look into this because it's like we're getting this reference like every other week. So Andrew, I've hung out with your brother many times. I have never encountered anyone doing that to him. 
Trust me, it has happened. It's like you're making it sound like it happens every time, and like it it happens. Okay, it, I would say I it hung out with him least. so many times growing up before this pandemic. Of course, it would happen like at least once a month. It would be somewhere we'd be out, and and people would be like, "Yeah, like I knew you guys in high school. I don't recall this ever happening." Not when you were around, but it would just it would just happen like the randomness okay, of places. Not so I had when to like I was around. Well, it you just happened not to be around when those those things happen. Sure, but like sure, the, we yeah. have friends that literally like every other time they're around him, they pull out that that Rocky reference. So I'm I'm very familiar with. I knew Adrian was a woman. Um, and the, the 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 big thing that I I had going to this film, it was like the little film that could. Because, like, the story of how this film got made in the first place is just, it's incredible. So, so yeah, I knew, like, the big sequence. I know that it kind of, like, you know, influenced all boxing movies that came after it. But, yeah, I had never seen it until today. And it is very different than I expected it to be. But we will jump into that in a little bit. Uh, first things first, we're going to turn it over to Brittany because she has to share how this film did at the oscars right this was the 49th academy awards it got 10 nominations ended up winning three and the winners were best picture john g avedelson won best director richard hazley and scott conrad won for best film editing sylvester salone was nominated for best actor lost to peter finch for network Talia Shire was nominated for Best Actress, lost to Faye Dunaway for Network. Burt Young and Burgess Meredith were both nominated for Best Supporting Actor. They lost to Jason Robards for All the President's Men. Sylvester Stallone was nominated for, and I love this, for the category Best Screenplay Written Directly for the Screen Based on Factual Material or on Story Material Not Previously Published or Produced. And it, of course, lost to Network. Um, Bill Conti, Carol Connors, and Ayn Robbins were nominated for Best Original Song for the song Gonna Fly Now. They lost to Evergreen from A Star is Born, the Barbara Streisand version. And Harry Warren Tetrick and William McCarthy, Lyle Burbridge, and Bud Alper were nominated for Best Sound, lost to All the President's Men. There you go. Something new to try, because we're in... Year two now, and we're shaking things up a bit. So one of the things my mother has been complaining to me about, as one of our, you know, regular listeners, hi mom, is that she doesn't want to listen to the episodes for movies she hasn't seen because she doesn't understand it. So I thought it might be fun if while we're getting into this, I can read off the summary from Wikipedia. And then when we hit parts of the story we want to talk about, we can just like get into that then. Cool. I'm going to do it okay. anyway, Andrew. Yeah. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, we can give it a go. I mean, yeah. year two, it's a time to experiment, try new things, and try, you know, try to see how we can change up the format a little bit. So, okay. So, let's get into this. It is in 1975, the heavyweight boxing world champion Apollo Creed announces plans to hold a title bout in Philadelphia during the upcoming United States Bicentennial. However, he's informed five weeks from the fight date that his scheduled opponent is unable to compete due to an injured hand. With all other potential replacements booked up or otherwise available, Creed decides to spice things up by giving a local contender a chance to challenge him. Now, I do have something to say about this. 
I would like us to all just put <laughs> ourselves in this imaginary universe and think about how we're so excited because we get to see Apollo Creed and this other champion, whoever he is, beat the living shit out of each other. Like, they are the best of the best, and we have bought really expensive tickets to go and see it. And then, five weeks before the fight, we hear, oh, you know what? Instead, he's going to fight this one dude. Look, we're all theater people here. We know that there is a little bit of a disappointment when you go and you see an understudy and not the main person playing it. But we also (laughs) know that an understudy is better than, I don't know, randomly pulling out someone who's doing children's theater. Like, are we really saying that we wouldn't be asking for our money back? See, when you say that, though, like, I would love to see some rando children's theater actor in, like, a big Broadway show. I think that'd be fantastic. That'd be so cool. But you spent so much money on this, Andre. Like, so much money. You don't want that money back so that you could go see Wicked with the original cast? Okay. I mean, not if, like, some rando... If if they're like, hey, like, we pulled some rando off the street to play Alpha Ball tonight... I'd be kind of excited because I like because I like because everyone knows what Wicked's supposed to sound like. Well, and, and exactly, and like okay, to kind of kind of piggyback on 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 um, Andre's point, like I feel like there is kind of a, a novelty to like someone who you just think is going to get the snot kicked out of them when when you have someone who's like so so good at what they do. It's kind of like how um, uh, Floyd Mayweather accepted uh jake paul's challenge for a boxing yeah. match and it's just like oh my god like jake paul's gonna get the living shit kicked okay are, have you heard about this no jake paul like this this un- annoying internet creep. i don't follow jake paul neither do i but i heard that 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 floyd mayweather accepted a challenge to box him and i was like okay i'll tune in for that <laughs> like, I, I don't think i would i i would i would i would to see jake paul get this living snot kicked out of him like to me, no. that's very fulfilling, knowing the shitty things that Jake Paul has done. Not saying that that but, Rocky, like, has really Rocky done, hasn't has done, done anything. Things. Well, he has done some shitty well, things, but I can get into that later. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, and and I I will agree with you if one of the things you have in mind is the same thing I have in mind. But yeah, sorry, no, Andre, it is. But it, it's not your job to talk about it, Andrew. You need to talk about the positives. And you need to find the good stuff. So show oh, the fuck I have, up. I have good stuff. I have good stuff. So no worries. I will say though that, that, that like Apollo Creed and his people are, are very good at promoting this fight, right? The whole yeah, thing sure. is like Apollo Creed is, is this like businessman um, on top of being a fighter. He's so smart and like he he knows how to promote this fight and his people know how to promote this fight mm-hmm. as like this ultimate like American like dream kind of thing for, for Rocky. It's like a charity mm-hmm. thing essentially. And the fact that he's putting up his actual world championship. It's not just an exhibition fight. It's a real fight for the world championship. I think there's like, like if it was promoted well enough, absolutely. I would watch. I would watch that. Yeah. Well, it was based loosely off of a real championship match between Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner, which took Mm -hmm. place in 1975. It was basically like during this real life match, Muhammad Ali was the champ. He was expected to win. And this dude, Webner, really wasn't. He was very much an underdog. He was still like a professional. And everyone like lost their minds because this dude lasted all 15 rounds with Muhammad Ali and technically knocked him to the ground in one of the fights. However, it was later like 
proven that he knocked him down only because he was stepping on his foot at the time. So it's not really fair, but people at the no. time lost their minds about it. Fun history lesson with Brittany, yeah, everyone. Yeah. History lesson with Brittany. I love yes. this. <laughs> I, I do want to take one, one, one quick second and, and kind of touch on how, because like, um, I, I looked at, at the, the plot that was on Wikipedia after the film and the, the plot that's on there is very misleading to how mm-hmm. the actual film starts from the get go. Like, cause they don't even, they don't even really get to the whole part with Apollo Creed for like, I think the first 20, 25 minutes of the whole film, the first like yeah, 20 minutes of the weird. film, it's, it feels a lot like a, a, a character study. We're just following this one character around like kind of as as he's doing his day after he does this match and everything. No, well, no, it doesn't start with you following him around. It starts with a fight well, with yeah, a small yeah, time gym fight, yeah. which is some of the worst stage fighting I've ever seen in my life because so many times <laughs> yeah. the punch does not connect. And it's not even like they're using your body to block it, which is what any stage combatant knows to do. They are like, obviously have it on an angle where you can see it is not making contact once and they're still playing the punch sound effects and i'm like what the hell is this um so i wanted to do research just to like keep on keep like um like in touch with that and to keep up with everyone and i found this article of this guy just 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 shitting on this movie and the first thing he brings up is just is that thing i was like oh no i can't read any of this i need to i just gotta shut the fuck up and watch this movie because i watched it and i was like oh damn it this looks like crap this looks it's like so shit <laughs> it's- so bad guys like i know they had budget problems and i know that they only had a short time to film this but like just don't use that footage use the footage (laughs) where the back is facing like i don't get this and this one best film editing I, okay, but okay. You know what? I I can see though why for certain sequences it did win like best film editing because like especially Cameron the montage punches where Rocky's training contact, and, it ends with him. and it's a boxing movie. Yeah, but I to be fair to the film editor, that's not necessarily their fault. If they had nothing else better to work with, and the director needed them to make something work, they have to work with what they have. You know, as as someone who actually is a film editor, like if the director wants you to just make it work you gotta work with what you have Andrew, like the editor i think did a wonderful job with Andrew, every i get movie. that but if you do have that in your movie you either a don't win best director or b don't win best editing and what were two of the three that it won best director and best editing i mean again the the, the considering the budget that they had and considering the constraints that they had the director did a good job I'm not saying that it was 100 percent perfect because there were definitely moments. I also think that scene like did what it was supposed to do. It just makes that like Rocky is not that good of a boxer, but he like. Right. Because he's reacting to punches that aren't even hitting him. I mean, like he is getting <laughs> injured and they're just like moving a little wind past his nose and it breaks. Like, I like, of course, he's not a good boxer. He is incredibly fragile. Make, makes you wonder why he chose to go into boxing. <laughs> even, even though he he says that whole bit about how he's never broken his nose, he's done all these these fights and he's never broken his nose ever. 
Let me keep going with the plot. So Creed selects Rocky Balboa, an Italian journeyman Southpaw boxer who primarily fights in small gyms and works as a collector for a loan shark. Rocky meets with promoter George Jurgens under the assumption that Creed is seeking local sparring partners. Reluctant at first, Rocky eventually agrees to fight the fight, which will pay him $150,000. Rocky undergoes several weeks of unorthodox training, such as using sides of beef as punching bags. This is inc- this is all over the fucking place, guys. That is not until an hour into the movie. To, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like yeah. this plot, this plot is like missing so many things so already. No, like it hour yeah, into I, the movie that happens, in which I actually threw my hands up in yeah. the air because I'm like, are you kidding me? This movie doesn't start until an hour <laughs> in. But the movie's not about the fight. It's a the movie's boxing about Rocky. movie. It's not a boxing movie. It's a movie about a boxer. It's a thousand percent. Exactly. This it movie is-, is qualified as a sports movie. If it's qualified as a sports movie, it's about the sport. It can be also about the people that is who are a lie. doing the that is, sport. That is but a it's lie. about the sport. That is a lie. Name one sport movie that isn't about the sport. Okay. Remember the Titans is is it's about a football team. But it's, it's not about it's, football. But it's, no. but it's not about the football. To co- to call <laughs> remember the Titans just a football movie is doing such a it great can disservice. Be other things, to, to but the at points. its core, it's a football movie. A sports movie. It shouldn't have to to, to be like the main thing of of the film. And, and I think that's one great. If it's misunderstanding. not the main thing of the film, then it's not a sports movie. And this is a sports movie. This is actually in trivia in IMDb. It says this is the only sports movie to have one best picture, thereby making it, at its core, a sports movie. And sports movies don't work unless a very large part of the plot, almost like a essential part of the plot, revolves around a sport. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like there's been a... a um... I don't know, different societal expectation that, that's been placed in this film. Because, like, even for me coming into this film, I thought that it was going to be, like, very much about the sport. The whole thing was going to revolve around this match. You know, it, like, that's basically all we're going to see is just boxing, boxing, boxing. And that's that's not the movie that, that I ended up seeing. I, Rocky is right. very much about the characters. And so... To me, it's it's a little bit more of a, a, a character study film that just happens to have boxing in it versus being like a boxing movie. And I say it is a boxing movie because it's a sports movie and IMDb classifies it as a sports movie. And sports movies can't be classified as sports movies unless the sport is one of the most essential parts of the plot. Have you either you seen um, any of the other Rockies? I have. No. I've seen Rocky Four. Okay, Rocky Four is the best one. So in Rocky, so it's like other the other Rockies are like are that movie are that like it's just about the boxing, just about what it is. But this movie is so clearly like agreed, not that. It's this movie is just so like boxing is just is like the undertone is like the metaphor of like the whole thing. And he and then he gets this incredible mm-hmm. once in a lifetime opportunity, and then he has to deal with that while he's also trying to like 
get Adrian and like trying to like be a decent person in an, an undecent world. And I think Andre's point of comparing Rocky to Rocky four is the best possible comparison to show how a sports film can be a sports film, but how a film like this can actually be considered more of a character study. And I think that, that Rocky doesn't really get enough credit as being a little bit more of, of a character study film. No, I, I mean, think it, it does. To, to the point where that, that's the impression I went into this movie with. I thought that this was going to be, so much like it's just a bunch of training like montages and like that's not the movie that right and i was kind of let down by that because i wanted to see like full disclosure i actually really like sports movies i don't know why because i don't enjoy watching like the sport in general Mm -hmm. like kill me but i really like watching sports movies there's like so much drama associated with them it's great and i was like really upset because mm-hmm. i was all hyped up to see like these cool m- training montage i heard about which didn't happen until an hour and 30 minutes into the movie and i was like you know what and then like when we were seeing his training in the ha- later half of the movie not in montage form i was like bored out of my mind a little bit i was like you know what this is a little bit of a letdown. I wanted to see a cool fighting movie. And instead, this dude's getting hit by air. The montage is like accurate <laughs> to actual boxing training. Who wants to watch that? No, there's a reason why see, you up the see, drama in Brittany, fight. Brittany, Brittany, you're playing exactly into my point about how I feel this film was mischaracterized so badly by just like the, the general film public. Because I feel like... You know, like you, this film has been played up as a boxing sports movie. It's only about the sport. That's it. When in all actuality, that is not what this film really is. This film kind of got duped. You know, it's it it's it doesn't really. It got ten Oscar nominations, dude. We can't really say this film got duped. Yeah, but I mean, to your in, to your point I, I, of now, though, like well, the way that we see it, like now. Like mm-hmm. the movie is like like oh it's Rocky it's like the dun da dun da dun da da he's running up the stairs and he's like and even like to the point like where like when the movie ends like he doesn't care about the fight he cares about when like when the fight ends like he doesn't care about the fight he cares about Adrian exactly the movie's not about the fight the fight is just this thing that is that's driving like like his his like want to like to do better for himself and everything but the movie's about Adrian. Let's talk about Adrian. I'm going to read this part of the synopsis. (laughs) Meanwhile, Rocky begins to build a romantic relationship with Adrian Panino, who is, which, honest to God, I was thinking Adrian Pimento when I saw Adrian Pimino, which makes (laughs) me really upset because Adrian Pimento from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is the best character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I freaking love him. Jason Manzoukas is amazing. Um, this character just like broke my heart a little bit because it wasn't Adrian Pimento. Adrian Panino, who is working part-time at JML Tropical Fish Pet Stop, culminating in a kiss, which, by the way, guys, cures her eyesight because she never wears glasses yeah. again after they kiss. <laughs> um, so I was Adrian's- watching uh, the little... I'm sorry. I was watching the little making of of like the, the little extras. I bought the. I have that legendary like heavyweight edition um, Blu-ray collection of Rocky. <laughs> I still never saw nice. the first one. Um, but like, <laughs> so the act the actor um, Talia something. She was saying like how she like the way she justified it was that she the glasses were fake, and she wore them just to like feed into this image that she is like 
been put off, that's been put upon her that she's like this this like unattractive woman that like so she put glasses on like and that's the way she justified it, the actor did at least huh yeah that's not clear to the audience to the audience <laughs> it's like oh he's such a good kisser he cured her <laughs> eyesight <laughs> she suddenly has perfect 2020 vision <laughs> Their whole relationship is a little rough. I'm going to keep reading the description because this gets into it a little bit, kind of. Okay. Adrian's brother, Polly, helps Rocky get a date with his sister and even offers to work as a corner man for him. Polly becomes jealous of Rocky's success, but Rocky placates him by agreeing to advertise the meatpacking business for which Polly works as part of an upcoming fight. The night before the fight, a sleepless Rocky visits the Philadelphia Spectrum and begins to lose confidence. He confesses to Adrian he does not believe he can win, but strives to go to the distance against Creed, which no other fighter has done to prove himself to everyone. If he can go to distance, he won't just be another bum from the neighborhood. Okay, that's a lot. That's basically the entire movie. First of all, Adrian, no matter where she ends up, is clearly not interested in him. In the very beginning, she doesn't want to talk to him. She doesn't want to make eye contact with him. He keeps bothering her. Then her brother does... I hate her brother. Polly's a fucking dick and he can die. Her brother blindsides her, forces her to go on a date with his friend. Mm. And then later, the date is fine, I guess. She still seems really uncomfortable. Later, he pressures her to go into his apartment. Mm. He pressures her not to leave. She asks if she can have like a phone to call her brother. He make it's all ridiculously uncomfortable. Like she probably says no about yeah. 50 yeah. times in this movie and he just blatantly ignores it. Yeah. And then like the next scene because he his kiss cured her eyesight. Like it's all fine. It's yeah, it's rough. It's not yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, I like I I was physically like cringing during that that scene. I was like, ah, this 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 does not feel good. It's, it's gross. It's also creepy and gross. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. If this was, yeah. I yeah. literally think if he wasn't the hero of this movie and we were seeing it from her perspective, he would be the villain. He is a villain mm-hmm. in that particular mm-hmm. scene. Like that's yeah. it's all yeah. so creepy and so gross and I don't like this trope at all that is used so commonly yeah. No. Yeah. because it wasn't okay then and it's still not okay now. It's just we're talking about it more so people have yeah. realized it's not okay, but it still wasn't okay back yeah. then. Ugh, it was gross. I hate, yeah, I no, hate it. Ag- agreed. I, and yeah. it's so weird because the whole heart of the movie is supposed to be their relationship. But their relationship starts with him essentially right. stalking her and then pressuring her to date him. I agree with you in in and on on this aspect because yeah, I I mean I I was physically just like squirming in my chair. Right. Like, so Andrew agrees with me, meaning I win the episode. You don't make no. it easy. <laughs> like you make it. Do you want me to defend this? No, but you could have brought up another good thing. I mean, you should have done I mean, what I, I do, can. which is immediately pivot away from the, I mean, and I bring can. up something else. I, I also think that this is something worth talking about. Because sure. I think okay. this is, I mean, because even like in like, uh, uh, oh my God, what what movie? What was the, the film that we talked? Oh, Annie Hall. Like oh, fuck that, that, that was a film that also came out around this time period, and and it was just this blatant misogyny that that you saw take place in 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 that film too. So it's just like, yeah, this this stuff. It, it's not something that we should tolerate. It it just felt just really just ugh, disgusting and, yeah, and gross. gross. 
Like, okay, you guys have seen some of the sequels. There are eight more movies of this. Are they mm-hmm. the main couple for, like, I know maybe not the Creed movies, but are mm-hmm. they the main couple for the rest of this franchise? Adrian essentially becomes just, like, the person who's who's worried about Rocky and kind of just grounds the situation a little bit more. But, like, mm-hmm. she, at this point, from here on, from here on out, she's not really important. Oh, great. <laughs> So, so this movie basically is like, oh, she's there, but that's it. But like, but like, they had no idea they were going to make more movies out of this. How they, on this string budget, like, they had no idea that they were going to make seven more movies. Well, they really didn't, because at the end, they are whispering to each other, "There will be no rematch, except for seven more sequels of rematches." That ADR in the in that little spot is just so bad. So bad. There's a lot of, you know, I don't understand 70s. why this movie was nominated for best sound, if I'm being honest, because the sound is not great. There are like a lot of times in this movie where I can't hear anyone. And it's not even like people are mumbling. It's like there is a background mm-hmm. noise that is so loud. It's you can't hear what they're saying. L- let's just put it way. There are definitely moments where the film's razor thin budget shows itself mm-hmm. and makes itself a little bit more apparent than than others you you definitely sense the like the budgetary constraints that they had to work to the point where um some parts of the training montage uh was a literally run and gun guerrilla style filmmaking right they had Um, no permits to film so this is an illegal movie actually guys this movie Um, is illegal (laughs) which is like which is kind of like a statement to like how like strong this movie has like has lasted you know mm-hmm. like well, is it this movie they, because you thought you watched this movie but it turns I mean, out you watched rocky <laughs> four the whole time i would say it's this movie though because there'd be no rocky four without rocky one so correct and yeah. just like i and i love the idea that like like there's so many iconic parts about this movie that has lasted forever there's like the running up mm-hmm. the stairs who what other movie has a fictional character as a statue and Phil- well not anymore it's moved but like it's still there they made a statue out of rocky a lot really are there others yeah, I know. I mean, a lot like, like, there are so many like monuments of like they filmed this here in like the united oh States. yeah and, and to like really help put this into perspective <laughs> adjusted for inflation the box office gross that that film pulled in back in the 70s would have been worth over a billion dollars yeah it was the highest grossing movie money. of that year yeah so like I, I mean i'm not saying it wasn't this, popular this was like the definition the of like sleeper hit like it was it was the little film that was not supposed to be successful at all and it ended up being like arguably the 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 film of of that year and one of the biggest films of that decade Especially as 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 a filmmaker, like I I am blown away at how they were able to take the circumstances and make something that that is not only you know uh kind of the boxing film to end the boxing films, but such a culturally significant film um, as well. Hey Andrew, as an independent filmmaker, um, have you ever shot any fight scenes? Uh, yeah, not well. Not boxing scenes, but fight scenes, yes. Right. Do you, in your fight scenes, because you don't really have much of a budget, um, when people don't punch, do you show it? <laughs> I mean, nah, but again, like, 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 like I said. And Andrew, like, do you make sure that when your characters are saying dialogue that um, 
all of the dialogue can be heard clearly, even maybe if you have to do some EDR. I would EDR. like to know. I never said that they did a perfect job. <laughs> right, right. But I'm just, I'm I just never asking. said that. Because yeah. this movie was nominated for many Academy Awards. So yeah. um, by that standard, your movie should be winning Academy Awards because you are working on even a lower budget and you're hitting these points. So well, unlike like, Rocky, unlike Rocky, I, I don't have publicists going out and making a case right. for me. Right. So like, let's be let's be clear, people. I agree that this movie was popular. I agree that the general public liked it. I agree with all of these facts that are shown by box office numbers. However, this movie also was nominated for many, many awards, some of which I don't really think it should have been nominated for. Because, you know, if you can't understand things a character is saying, you don't get a best sound nomination. You just don't. You can still be a good movie. But unless you don't get it's a, a Christopher Nolan honor. film. Right, unless it's a Christopher Nolan film. But let's be honest. <laughs> Which Chris- I don't get with Tenet. Christopher Nolan, they just hand him the Oscars at this point. They're just like, oh, are you doing a movie this year? Okay, yeah, we'll give you one. Um, <laughs> we kiss the feet you walk on. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, the whole system is corrupt. Um, <laughs> I think I've made my point. <laughs> Brittany, are you talking? Are you still talking about the first fight, or are you talking about both fights? Because the well, fight the with second- Apollo Creed is... Awesome. Well, the p- fight with Apollo Creed—they actually hit each other. Mm. So I'm a big professional wrestling fan, right? Um, and and I feel like like they're they're not like fully they're not like actually gonna like punch each other without like all their force, you know? Like there's like they're gonna like make contact because that's what's gonna make it look good. And like there's like moments in, in that fight where I'm like I legitimately was like oh shit, like um, right. that like both of the it, actors broke something, which is awesome. Sylvester Stallone that's- broke his ribs <laughs> and um. Oh, what was this guy's name? Weather- Carl, Weathers. Carl Weathers broke mm-hmm. his nose. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's great. I've seen so many uh, like trivia facts in previous films where like actors actually actors accidentally get like injured doing um, stunts or things all the time. But if both actors consent to it, which based on you know everything that happened, that there wasn't a lawsuit that happened afterwards or anything, it seems like they did. That's that's what they were willing to go through to make that scene sell and and really make that that fight scene at the end just pack huh, for for uh, uh don't you know, say not it. to throw puns I, in here. I hate pack you. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so folks. much. Yeah. I'm gonna text Adrian Bring in the dad to jokes. hit you again. <laughs> Where's my phone? <laughs> Hey guys, it's me, Future Brittany. Just want to give a quick shout out to Adrian again, who once again hit his brother for me. Thank you, Adrian. You have proved my long-held belief that friendship is thicker than blood. All right, back to the show, guys. What did you guys think of the performances? Because I was honestly really surprised, specifically from Sylvester Stallone, because I've seen other Rockies, but he never really did what he was doing in this movie. I think he gave a good performance. Um, I... Question some of the lines he wrote, like, her body is gonna dry up. What the fuck? The Italian stallion? I hate that. I just hate that. That made me cringe all over when I heard that. Um, That weird-ass talk he gave to that little girl saying, if you swear, you'll never get a boyfriend? What the fuck was that? Why was that in the movie? Mm -hmm. And his decisions Mm -hmm. to put Polly in this movie a lot. We don't need him. I would like him we, not we, to be yeah, in this movie. We we really didn't didn't need Polly in this film, honestly. But like the very first Sylvester Stallone performance that I ever saw of his 
was in Spy Kids 3D Game Over. How he played the masterclass, a masterclass of acting. That is a fantastic performance he gave. That was my introduction to Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Was him like being the toy maker and like talking to like different versions of himself and everything. So it wasn't the best introduction to his acting <laughs> abilities per se, but like I I got I got to no, hand to him. Just shut like, your I, mouth, I, man. I, that I, was a fantastic introduction. <laughs> <laughs> like his scene at the end, he's just like we're going to take this game to the next level. Next level. Like, but he plays like his multiple personalities, and one of them is like a hippie dude, and the other one's like a drill sergeant. What was the third one? I don't. Remember. Oh, and the third one's like a nerd. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just love how George Clooney in that movie had to do a Sylvester Stallone impression, and he nails it for imprisoning me, for using me. Oh, like I was gosh. just like, oh my god, that is beautiful. Um. But yeah, like I feel like especially in like, you know, the past 10, 15-ish years, like, you know, he's gotten kind of a a a, a bad rep per se as, as an actor. Granted, you know, when he did his performance in Creed, he kind of, you know, shot back into the stratosphere. But I feel like yeah. after Rocky, he kind of garnered this rep for like being a bad actor. And in Rocky, I'm I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of was going into this one expecting his performance to be overhyped and overplayed oh, and everything. I wasn't for some reason. But I, Maybe because I, I recognize like, the genius that is Spy Kids 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike some but people. respect Sylvester Stallone's work so much, so highly. <laughs> That's a high regard. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible for Sylvester Stallone to give a bad performance. Can't happen. She's like, have you seen Total Recall? <laughs> Granted, I've only seen him in two things. Um. The emotional <laughs> versatility of his performance in The Expendables, like, <laughs> out of this world. Like, Meryl who? Like, Sersha <laughs> what? Like... <laughs> I've literally only seen him in Spy Kids 3D in this movie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, like honestly, I I liked his performance in in this film, and and honestly, like the, the my favorite moments of his are the quiet moments with Rocky. You know, like especially when he's being like emotionally vulnerable, and those smaller moments um, with Rocky is what really made me buy into um, Sylvester Stallone's performance. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can see why he fought so hard to to have this role. Because uh, he, he really does it embody the character through and through. And, and I can see why, you know, when he steps back into this character, uh, that's when he gets the good critical review. That's when he gets the the praise because th- this role really does fit him like a glove. The first moment that I really was like, oh, I was like, oh, he's doing like real like work is when you like when you see him talk to like his turtles and like his like mm-hmm. fish. For me, I was like, oh, like, oh, this is going to be this is what this movie's going to be then. This movie's gonna be about like him and just like the person that he is and like this like trying to be as good as possible guy. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, and that's when I bought yeah, that's just when I bought in. I just don't understand why we had that conversation with the little girl about how if she swears, yeah. no man will ever want her. Like 
I love it when she screamed at him, screw you, creepo. The um, producers really, really wanted to cut that scene. They should have. Apparently, They should have. They should have. It would have yeah. been the exact same movie if they had. Yeah, you you definitely see just moments of, of toxic masculinity just like showing itself. Oh, in, the in, toxic in the masculinity, the casual racism. It's all mm. over this movie. Like yeah. legit, this movie is a little problematic. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially like it was interesting just seeing Apollo Creed's like kind of like role like in and out of this movie um, and how he's uh, is how he's like put on like mm-hmm. as like this like, person and how um, I especially like like in the press conference, like them like being like, how is he, do you like is there any loss on you that like you're fighting a white man right. on Independence Day or whatever the hell? And then he's like, that's stupid. <laughs> but then like but he also buys into the that he kind of like him he himself like kind of buys into that like image of himself of him too. Right. I was really surprised by the costumes he wore because he's like dressing up as George Washington when he first enters yeah. the ring, and then he switched mm-hmm. to like Uncle Sam. Yeah. Do you see that in boxing? I know you kind of see that in wrestling a lot more, but boxing. There's a bit of pageantry yeah. in boxing. So yeah. There there are some elements of like theatricality involved. Yeah. Yeah. I think that also like just kind of like tells to like Apollo Creed as like as the character like he's he is like this like kind of larger than life personality um according to like boxing and like they're obviously like really good promoters. You, they're they're trying to like really show up that he's Apollo Creed. He's the heavyweight champion of the world. Like no one can defeat him. You know, um uh, like they're really trying to play up his legacy. You know, that that any challenger that tries to beat him, they're just going to get their ass kicked. And I, I really appreciated that, how like Carl, Carl Weathers really plays into the theatricality of of his character. Because um, like, yeah, I mean, I, I got a kick out, out of out of him, like entering the ring with like, you know, you're all dressed up, almost being like a parade out of his entrance in, into the ring. Yeah, it just shows how self-confident he is going into this fight that... He thinks that it's just going to be like, I'm just going to kick this guy's ass and, and just keep on, on trucking. Um, so, so yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed Apollo Creed as a character and throughout the franchise as well. I, I love seeing how his character plays out uh, in the other films too. I, I haven't agree. seen any of the other films. So when I was in a film class, uh, we watched Rocky four, which felt a little, does everyone, out of nowhere. Does everyone just love Rocky Four? Like, is that like um, the best in the franchise? Like, here's the thing: Rocky ends the Cold War in Rocky Four. Hey, if I can change, on. you can change. Sorry, everyone Sorry. can change. <laughs> Hang on. Is this like a chess thing in the Queen's Gambit? I've I've not seen the Queen's Gambit, so oh, I dude, you gotta I, watch I, the Queen's Gambit. I don't know. Okay, yeah, so I, like so in well, actually, this is based off of a real thing. Only it wasn't a woman. Um, like one of the things that happened during the Cold War is that this chess player went to Russia and like beat the regional champion. But the fact that he had gone to Russia and he had actually like participated in a chess championship is actually like contributed as a real significant step to mending relations between Russia and the United States at the time. So is that what they were doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the exact plot of, of Rocky yeah. IV. <laughs> yeah. Ivan Drago comes into play. That film in particular, Rocky IV, like, Rock- Rocky fans, like, 
really hold on to that one. And because it's that hap- campy or because it's um, go- Yes. There's one event in particular that happens in the film that like mm-hmm. had I mean like, you can tell me. I'm probably not gonna watch up. it. Uh okay. Spoiler alert right now. In case you don't want to spoilers for, for Rocky Four, like skip the next fifteen seconds. So in Rocky Four, Apollo dies. Oh, I knew that. He's 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 murdered by Ivan Drago during uh, a fight. What the? In are the you ring. fucking kidding me? Like he's literally beaten to death <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the ring. He's beaten to death yeah. in the ring. It's a <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and that's when he says. That's when he says. If he dies, I love how I dies. said that pa- Apollo dies in the ring, and your first instinct is to like, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, oh my gosh, my greatest adversary was murdered in the ring by a Russian. I must now go to Russia, men fix the Cold War, and take down this murderous fiend. It's ridiculous. Yes, and they end up respecting each other more for it. If you hang look, on, hang on, like, Andrew, Andrew, I'm sorry, we need to discuss this. He respects the murderer? No, 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 no. Well, he like he's like he's like, oh no, I understand you now. And Rocky's like, yeah, you still killed my friend, but like maybe we can like have tea once in a while or something. I gotta watch this movie now. <laughs> <laughs> Every uh, Rocky film that Sylvester Stallone wrote was not a uh, not a hit. Had some misses, but you know. Besides this one, <laughs> exactly. Did he direct that one too? I know he directed two of them. I don't know. I think he directed three. Because he didn't do the Creed ones. He didn't do this one. <laughs> so yeah, right. he directed Rocky he Rocky 2, Rocky 3. Um, and that's it. He directed Rocky 4. Yep, he Rocky did four. direct Rocky 4. I thought he only yep. directed two of them. Uh, Rocky Balboa. So yeah, he directed... Wait, which he, one? You sorry, just said all of them! <laughs> he directed four. He directed four of, of the Rocky films. Wait, okay, so he directed Two, four? Two, three, four, and five. So he directed four Wait, of them. Wait, Rocky Balboa is Rocky six, right? Yeah. Because Rocky five is when he's a, when he's a retired Bob. I know so much. <laughs> Rocky tired. He's he, he's like retired, and he's like what trying to um, train this other guy. Is that when Michael, <laughs> like, uh... No, Rocky Five is another is another arc, another movie where he um where he uh direct, he tries to train um another boxer because okay. he can't box anymore or something like that, and they end up fighting in the street because the other boxer that he trains is a dick. Dang. Okay. Uh, and that's okay. How Rocky uh, Five goes. It's it's not a good one. This has been a great <laughs> conversation, guys. Um, we're gonna wrap up now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh. Any other thing we need to discuss before we get into our final thoughts? No, I mean, uh, the only thing I want to add is like when the uh, the training montage did happen and like the music had just bump, 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 bump. Like I just had like this instant smile just like go on my face. I was just like, this is the sequence that everyone talks about from this film. So it was did just like. Did you listen to the lyrics? It was cool to see it play out. What? Did you listen to the lyrics? <laughs> I they mean, are something out of a comedy song it literally yeah, but, they say as but, he's running up the straight stairs you're getting strong now it was the 70s ha- so many 70s songs have the goofiest fucking no, lyrics dude, it's but fucking like, amazing they have leaned into like, this comedic side and i wish they did it more it's too hard now <laughs> and it's just like it's like, it's like one of those sequences that's just like so it's so like uh ingrained into film history 
Like you can't just help, yeah, but like you know, yeah. I I, like, I had never heard the lyrics before. They were different. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into our final thoughts. Um, Andre, your final thoughts on this movie, and would you recommend watching it? Um, yes. Uh, I really, really like this movie. I think it's it's definitely not perfect. Um, and there's a lot there's a lot of problems with it. There's very pro- there's a lot of problematic stuff to it. Um, but I like, I cried at the end of it. Like I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really good. So I definitely, if you haven't watched it, one hundred percent watch Rocky for sure. Yeah, I think it's worth a watch. Like I, 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 I think I was just expecting something else when I went into it, and that kind of like tainted the performance for not the performance necessarily, just the movie overall for it. I really wanted more of like a classic sports movie. Also, Polly can die in hell. I hate him. I hate that he's in this movie. Suck a dick. Yeah, I, I would say watch it though. I don't Damn. think I think it was a good movie. Watch it once. Yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm kind of in, in the same boat. I I. Because to me, like, Rocky Four is rewatchable. I'm not sure I can say the same thing about this one. I think it is definitely like a, a one-time watch. Um, I think it's it's a worthwhile one-time watch. But th- like, like Andre said, there are definitely problematic aspects to it. Um, I feel like, you know, you, you, you have to, like, make sure that you address those moments and, like, how problematic those moments are. But... Overall, I think it, it makes for a good one-time watch, and it's it's you know the boxing film. You know uh, when you take a look at you know of all film history, and Sylvester Stallone gives a, a really good performance. You know, not to discount his performance in Spike Kids Three, but it's fantastic. He, he gives a, a very good performance in, in this film, and I can see why this is the one that that kind of shot him into the stratosphere. So, I, I would say uh, give Rocky a watch. Okay. Let's get into plugs. Andre, anything you would like to plug? And then something from pop culture you would also like to plug. Absolutely. Um, my YouTube show. I have a YouTube show called A Drunky Review um, where I make a cocktail based on a movie, play a drinking game, and watch that movie, and then uh, get really drunk and review the movie afterwards. I've done – I'm literally all over the place with them, and uh, like I'm going to do – Land Before Time next, and I'm really excited about that. Oh, um, it'll probably be the first time. I've no, I, I love it. <laughs> I love um, that movie. I know I haven't seen it in so long, and I'm so excited to watch it again. The Land Before Time that's like stuck in my mind is like Land Before Time six or something like that with the big water. <laughs> I don't remember them being uh, multiple movies. I think I have watched multiple, oh, like but I don't remember. I think it, I thought at the time it was just one. <laughs> It all blends together. Because <laughs> there's no songs in the first one, right? I don't know, dude. Like, there's no no dinosaur. Movie in the first I, one, right? I wouldn't know. Okay, I've never I've never seen Land Before Time, so I would I would not know. Um, it's it's devastating. It is. It's dark. It's dark. Um, gotcha. a drunkard review on YouTube. Search that in, and that is me. Uh, pop culture wise, if you haven't seen Malcolm and Marie. Watch Malcolm and Marie. It blew my mind. I thought it was excellent. Zendaya and John David Washington just do incredible. It's on Netflix. Um, I love that movie so much. I think both of them are just out of this world in that movie. You can find me on Instagram at Brittany Blue Eyed. Um, I also sometimes do guest appearances on Corn Quest podcast, uh, D&D podcast. Check me out. I die every time. It fulfills something in Andrew, I think. 
Um, what makes you think I enjoy like seeing you die? Well, I'm really funny. We have funny. a rivalry in this podcast, but it's not to that extreme. Well, Andrew, I'm oh, really well, funny it's, when it's I do comedic, it. Like, yeah. I don't know what you were taking from that. Like, I do a good job. <laughs> well, you like... said die. I'm like, that's that sounds harsh for me to celebrate in your demise. No, I'm just talking about how good for, I do on that podcast. And, and that. also that every time I die, Andrew smiles gotcha. a little. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can find definitely find me on that podcast. And something I would like to recommend. Oh, I watched recently She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. That show has absolutely no business being that mm. good. Like, no business being as good as it is. It's real good. Check it out. Awesome. I've been actually been meaning to, like, because I need a new cartoon in my life. Oh, my gosh. Gotcha. You have to. It's yeah. so good. It's, like... It's inclusive, okay. but also the characters have the stupidest names in the world. Like the girl who's actually a cat is named Catra. The girl who's a mermaid is named Mermista. <laughs> it's the it's so it it has no business being as good as it is. It's it's so good though. The story is so That's good. Amazing. Okay, you go, Andrew. All right. So uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Andrew, the Nuno twin. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew Nuno. And then as far as a pop culture recommendation goes, I know you gave this recommendation last time, Brittany. But no, then you can't do especially, it. Especially. Oh, come on. You, you, you got WandaVision. WandaVision. Well, I mean, yes. We're, everyone watch WandaVision. Pick something else. I already mm. did it, you copycat. But it's so good. Like, especially after... Don't spoil it for people right now, Andrew. <sighs> Don't you dare spoil just, it for people. Just watch it. Just watch WandaVision. I'll, I will just say no, don't this. say. Don't say the clue. Don't say a clue. Don't give them a clue. Oh, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving them any clues. I, all, all I'm saying is give it a fair chance. You will not be disappointed. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I will so say nothing else. That's all, That's all I'm going to say. It's such a good show. I love good. that show. It's worth your time. Invest in it. It's it's good. It's good. I don't, it might uh, be done okay, by cool. the time this comes out. Well, then watch the whole season then. Yeah, watch WandaVision. Assuming the last episode doesn't completely soil it's it not. All. It's not. Why would you say that? No, I don't know. <laughs> don't put that in the world. All right. I think that's our cue to conclude the episode. Thank you very much, Andre, for coming on. We loved having you on. And uh, hopefully, you know, we can have you come back for for a future episode if you're up for it. I would absolutely love that. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I Please come on and drunk your review. I'm having like, I'm going to change some format stuff and I would love to have you guys yeah, on. Yeah, I'd be so down for that. We'll, we'll definitely be sure to to make that happen. So So thank you again. It was a pleasure. Uh, and thanks everybody for listening. As always, we appreciate the support. And until next time, remember, if you're looking for a movie that's as intense as a game of hockey, turn on your TV and watch the movie Rocky. Take care, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. The Academy Arguments was created and produced by Brittany McHugh and Andrew Nuno. It is edited by Brittany McHugh and the artwork is by Olivia Jensen.
If you like what you heard here today, then tell a friend, tell a couple of friends, tell your grandmother if you think that's something she'd be into. Or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps the show get noticed when you do. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or suggestions for a movie we should do for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Academy Arguments, on Twitter at ACAD Arguments, or at our email, academyarguments at gmail.com. That's the one sport you enjoy walking, watching is hockey? That's the one sport? Yeah. No other sport you like? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, what well, is that, that's there? Gonna, Me. There's so many good sports that, that, that are good to watch, like baseball, no, soccer. No, baseball is mostly waiting. No, football is mostly waiting. Football, football is like 25 seconds of something happening, if that, and then you're waiting for like two minutes. And baseball like is hit ball, run, and then two minutes of practicing hit the ball. It's not two. Okay, you know, we'll, this would be a whole other episode if we walked down this line.